0: Welcome to the Transome Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transome.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello, and welcome to the July 2017 Transome Mathematics Podcast. Before I go any further, let me tell you that uh, the transcript of this podcast is the newsletter. And the newsletter can be found at transom.org newsletter. So if there's anything you missed or you want any of the links, just go to transom.org newsletter to find the information that you need. Okay, before the news for this month, here is this month's puzzle. It's sometimes known as the Mystic Rose Puzzle, and there is a Mystic Rose investigation on the Transom website if you haven't seen it yet. That's worth having a look at. So basically, if there are two distinct points on the circumference of a circle, a chord drawn between these two points will divide the circle into two regions. If there are three points joined by three chords, the circle will be divided into four regions. Similarly, four points joined by six chords produces eight regions, and five points produces 16 regions. So how many regions will be produced by six points joined by 15 chords? Right, the answer will be at the end of this podcast. It's not the obvious answer, i have to warn you, but uh, it's something to think about. While you're listening to this podcast and doing other things such as jogging or driving or just sitting there, I guess. Right, so here we go. This last month, June, a brand new online exercise called Train Timetables was written on my laptop, as I flew from Malaysia to England, then travelled from London to Wolverhampton. And um, it's quite overwhelming the number of different styles train, plane, and bus timetables take, and I'm surprised that people can actually extract the relevant information from them. Some of them are particularly hard to read. So, this online exercise is based on a standard train timetable. But I have decided to collect photographs of some of the more obscure timetables and add them as an extra level to this exercise. So if you've spotted any unusual specimens, maybe train, plane or bus timetables, please send them to me and I can include them in this additional level. Another brand new exercise added to the website is called Functions and it's been written basically to cover the GCSE content, but it also provides a strong base for A-level and IB study. The ordering of the questions was carefully considered to provide progression without forfeiting consolidation. There are six levels, and the higher levels include inverse functions and composite functions. You are listening to the Transum Podcast. You can find Transum Mathematics at www.transum.org. When I was in London, I attended the excellent Math Conf 10, a maths conference for enthusiastic maths educators. It was a wonderful day and I chose to attend some excellent presentations. The first was called Angles in Depth and it certainly did go into depth. It was presented by the prolific blog personality and author of Resourceaholics website, uh, Joe Morgan. As the presentation progressed, I was rapidly making notes on how the transom angles exercises could be enriched with some of the ingenious examples that Joe has found. Though she limited her presentation to adjacent angles on a straight line, and angle sum of a triangle, there seemed to be an endless supply of good ideas for activities, puzzles and exercises. Another presentation I attended was about filtered maths education research. Cambridge Mathematics produces expressos for teachers. These are filtered research reviews to be enjoyed over coffee, discussed at department meetings or as a basis for digging deeper into CPD issues of interest. So, at the moment, there are six of these uh, expressos online answering the following questions. One, what are the issues in learning and assessing times tables? Two, how does assessing confidence affect learning and testing in mathematics? Three, is there any value in applying traditional and progressive models to mathematics teaching? Four, what is number sense and how does it affect mathematics learning? Five, what are the effects of attainment grouping on mathematical learning? Hmm, that's what I've long debated with colleagues. And number six, how does maths anxiety affect mathematics learning? So, the link is in the newsletter. That's at transom.org slash newsletter. And uh, go and have a look at the, the filtered research, the, the summaries of the research that uh, are on the Cambridge site. Colleen Young presented a rich overview of the many excellent free resources for learning mathematics, particularly A-level. She emphasised the advantages of using the free resources provided by the boards other than the one you are teaching for to enable your students to appreciate a diverse learning experience. Liz Henning investigated making connections from word problems to bar modelling to abstract approaches with an emphasis on explicit mathematical language and understanding. Danny Quinn and Rose Dalders shared how they have introduced an alternative approach to marking and feedback that focuses only on quizzes and not books. They have seen improvements in pupils' outcomes, higher quality feedback for both pupils and teachers, and, importantly, reduced workload for teachers. So the links for their presentations are also in the newsletter that I've mentioned before. And the conference was organised by LaSalle Education. And you can read um, more about their forthcoming conferences at completemaths.com slash events. Okay, the answer to this month's puzzle actually depends on whether the points, the vertices, are evenly spaced around the circumference of the circle, or whether they are spaced to produce the maximum number of regions. So in the first case, the answer for six points is 30 regions. But if, however, the points are not evenly spaced, an additional region exists at the point where the three diameters intersected in the first case, the maximum number of regions is 31. And the formula is, wait for it, R, the number of regions, equals 1 over 24, lots of n to the power 4 minus 6n cubed plus 23n squared minus 18n plus 24. Who'd have believed it? This formula was brought to my attention by Paul Medcalf a colleague I had when I first started teaching way back in the early 1980s. It was good to meet up with him and my recent travels and learn how busy he is keeping not only running a hotel but also freely giving his time to support national mathematical organisations. Okay, that's all for this month. Enjoy July. Bye.